This is Adam Tafel, and you're listening to The Success Recipe. Today, I'm talking to a highly motivated, energetic, enthusiastic, and successful young lady by the name of Michelle Henderson. From starting out as a classically trained ballerina, to crushing it in the fitness industry, and now finding her own passion and going out on her own to start her own business. Tune in to find out what makes her tick, how her journey has shaped out, and where she's got to where she is today. I hope you guys enjoy, so sit back and relax. So I went to London, and then from there, um, it just didn't work out. Like, I went there, and I was like, oh, I just want to be home. Like, I don't know why I've done this. It's kind of Mm. like a bit of a stupid decision, like a last-minute kind of thing. So I came home. Um, and obviously, and then I was at home with my, like living with my dad again. I was like, what have I done with my life? Like I kind of threw it away sporadically and now mm. I'm back to kind of square one. Yep. So I did that. Um, I started like dancing again, but kind of got into the more kind of like risque kind of stuff, like burlesque and all mm. that kind of stuff. And then I started getting into modeling and people yep. were like, oh my God, like, what are you doing? Like all of a sudden I was on like lingerie and like, mm. cause I've always wanted to get into that. So I got asked into modeling, um, did promotional work, mm. stuff like that. And then, um, yeah, so I did that on and off. I did like promotional, a lot of promotional work. Yep. Um, I did a lot of marketing campaigns for businesses mm-hmm. um, and modeling for like overseas companies in Sydney. Mm. Um, got into the, um, how would I explain it? Kind of got into the like fashion sense for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I kind of just felt like I wanted to find a purpose again. So I wanted to collaborate everything that I had done in the past, like mm. dancing, my dancing background, the yep. modeling, the promotional work, because I was kind of overworking for other people. Mm. Um, before I started my business, I worked at a clothing brand, like head office called Max Fashions. Mm-hmm. So I was a buyer and a, and a model for them. Um, and then, yeah, I just really wanted to start my own thing. Mm. Um, so like I said before, I wanted to collaborate it all together and create a talent agency. So it was pretty much like a one-stop shop for what I've done and yep. experience. And obviously I've got all those connections in the industry. Mm. So I thought, well, fuck it, like it would be amazing for me to be able to create opportunities for all types of artists. So, you know, promotional models, mm. normal models, um, adult entertainers, um, what else? professional dancers, musicians, bands, because that's my background, so entertainment. Awesome. So yeah, I just wanted to create a a platform where I could source talent for events. Mm -hmm. And so to to sort of build up that that talent pool, is it mostly calling on people that you've worked with in the past and sort of networks you've created from basically everything you've done in the industry? Yeah, so for me, I was kind of like, it'd be silly for me not to, yeah, create a platform for people that I already know, as well as people that are coming into the industry, mm-hmm. to offer them cool opportunities that I wish were there when I was dancing, yep. and you know, doing my creative thing. Mm. And so, how long have you been running um, your business for? So now, it's Social Butterfly Entertainment, right? Yes. Yep. So I start. Well, uh, my dream kind of began in November last year. I was mm-hmm. kind of starting to compile stuff together, um, but it's only been around for six months now. So mm-hmm. it started in January. Well, seven months now. Yeah. Um, and so from there, I have contractors, obviously, because everyone, all the performers work for themselves. So mm-hmm. I've got 110 contractors around New Zealand mm-hmm. now. Awesome. Yeah. So is that like mostly Auckland and Wellington or like all around the country? Nationwide. Yep. Yeah. Oh, awesome. And so seven months, it's pretty quickly to get things up and running and going like you are. Yeah. So, and you said the dream kind of started in November. Was it always something 
in the back of your mind before then or has this been kind of something recent and sporadic that the idea have has come about yeah um i mean i originally started you know in the entertainment industry dancing but Mm. i always felt like i was like a natural leader and Mm. kind of felt like i liked um kind of giving people advice and getting them on their path as well so for me Mm. it's always been in the back of my mind that i wanted to start my own kind of agency Mm -hmm. um so yeah i just kind of feel like i was at that age and like mental ability to be able to put it all together finally Mm -hmm. so Cool. And so with the dance, did you get to a point where you kind of felt like you had achieved everything that you wanted to in that? And is that what pushed you away? Or were there other things that kind of pushed you away from the dance, I guess? Um, I kind of felt like I, because I started dancing when I was eight, which is quite mm-hmm. kind of, I guess, late when it comes to, because I did ballet, mm. contemporary jazz, street dance, commercial dance. So for me, like I absolutely like threw myself in it from a young age mm-hmm. up until about the age of 24. So it was pretty much like full time for me since I was little. But I always kind of felt like I wanted to achieve more than just the dance world. Like I feel like I could have done more. Mm. But at that point, um, when I was around 22, 23, my mum was kind of sick. So I was going to head overseas to do like more kind of dancing on on international stages and, Mm. you know, cruise ships and all that kind of stuff. But I guess I was kind of, I'm such a firm believer in everything happens for a reason. Mm. So I was kind of um, based in New Zealand. I couldn't really leave because of that. So I, I... Deep down, I, I wished that I could have done more dancing. Mm. But like I said before, I believe that everything happens for a reason mm. and you kind of find the path you're meant to be on yep. for a reason. So, mm. so yeah, it kind of threw me into other avenues yep. creativity, create, creatively. So, like, you know, the modelling, the promotional work, mm. um, the burlesque and obviously the more risque stuff, which is controversial, but yep. fuck it. Like, I wish I, you know, I'm glad I did it because yeah. deep down it is me. So, yeah. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, and I mean, there's no reason why it should be controversial. I mean, obviously, New Zealand is a small country, but I mean, it's an art form first. Totally. And anything else other people see is purely their perception. So good on you for sticking to your guns with that. Thank you. Um, so with Social Butterfly Entertainment, what is your sort of end goal and vision moving forward with the business? Um, okay, so recently I've been doing a lot of like meditating and kind of like goal setting and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So um, my ultimate vision and kind of the next kind of three or five years is to be one of the main agencies in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really wanting to be like a little bit of edgy, edgier kind of agency. Mm-hmm. So kind of doing the finer events with like, you know, prom- promotional work and expand more of my creative avenues. So getting more kind of performers and talent on my books yeah. um, and as well as wanting to expand it internationally as well okay um, but yeah like I said I just want to create opportunities that I wish were around when I was dancing and um, kind of getting performers to potentially look at like other other avenues as well because mm. in New Zealand um, the entertainment agency is always sorry the entertainment industry has always mm. been quite small yeah so there's very few opportunities for performance mm. so yeah I want to kind of make it a full-time thing mm. potentially for you know dancers promo girls models that they could have full-time work and not have to work contract to contract yeah because that's what i felt as well as yourself probably yeah it was a struggle you yep. were kind of doing jobs that you didn't want to do in between gigs mm. um to kind of uh continue your passion you yep. know i, I want to be able to create opportunities where it's full-time work for all performers in new zealand yeah um and get our performers on the international stage mm. for different yeah 
awesome yeah because obviously when we were kind of doing the promo and the dance work especially the commercial it's very on and off yeah (laughs) yeah you one day you're paying rent the next week you're not so that's awesome that you have that vision and yeah want to be able to provide that for people um is the sort of industry growing in that area in new zealand or are you kind of wanting to appeal to a market that doesn't exist and you're wanting to just kind of provide for that all on your own yeah totally that i think i'm trying to get um the entertainment kind of industry more in people's faces Mm. being like you know we can have uh, we can have more performers at your events you know Mm. um using the promotional models for more marketing campaigns and you know and that's why i also have girls and guys Mm. because i feel like new zealand is very small-minded to some degree and a little bit of tall poppy syndrome especially how it's a little bit more pc now Mm. so i'm wanting to provide um entertainers as well as performers you know male and female mm. roles and have it more accepted mm. i guess kind of in new zealand because i think people kind of look down on it mm. and i think um when it comes from me you know i had a pretty not straight laced kind of life but mm. previously before i got into all this stuff i think it was such a shock to people me getting into it because i was so um i mean i've never been a normal person but i was mm. I, I did normal hours and you know did normal jobs and i think it's it's better coming from someone that can do both yeah um and can relate to all different types of people Mm. so i think um having that ability to put the agency and what i do in people's faces and push Mm. it constantly kind of potentially may open people's minds Mm. to you know get entertainers and performers into more work that isn't necessarily there at the moment yeah so i mean from where i knew you you know to say that you were probably not not straight edge but like a very sort of professional or you know this sort of persona and you're trying to also mesh that with you know like the burlesque or the the edgy or the not so appropriate um how hard do you how hard are you finding it to to create that product and and get it out there to people are you finding any struggles at all with people accepting it or taking it seriously totally i mean i think to be honest um a lot of kind of people that doubted me at the beginning were people Mm. that were closest to me in a previous you know my not my past life but kind Mm. of um people that i'd met previously to what i you know getting into it and stuff Mm. but i think kind of family family it was a huge thing because i would kind of just like what are you doing you know Mm. um you know it's not that they didn't want to be judged but i just think they thought you know are you going to regret doing this and Mm. i think for me like i've always wanted to get into that kind of stuff for me you know using my physicality and my body isn't an offensive thing to me because Mm. i'm like well this is me kind of take it or leave it and if you don't like it well then that's fine because there's another six billion people on the earth Mm. and if i want to express myself this way then yeah that's the way i want to kind of put myself out there and i guess people that work for me on my agency are on similar terms or you know Mm. they express themselves the same Mm. and yeah i think everyone that's on my books we all have you know we all think the same and like-minded so so yeah i guess i just not that i don't care but i'm kind of just like this is me like this is who i want to be and yeah yeah not everyone needs to accept it just like you know i don't look down on nine to fivers or people that have straight laced jobs i'm like Mm. well that's that's you you do Mm. you boo you know yeah no exactly (laughs) i mean like you you're not gonna please everyone with with what you do but i mean at the end of the day you've got to be happy within your own skin and your own shell because if you're not then like who are you you know yeah. you're not you're not being a true bit to yourself us, totally yeah, like you exactly know, if, if you feel like that's your life purpose and if mm. if you want to do that then i just think you should own it and mm. not apologize for being who you or who you are or who you want to be yeah um and i think 
people have from my past have now come back and been like oh my god like you've done so well with being who you want to be like mm. you know I, I did judge you at the beginning like even people from body tech yeah um and now they're kind of just being like you know you've kind of come out and flourish more mm. um and lived the life that you want to live and not for anybody else so yeah yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think at the end of the day, it depends how people want to look at it, right? So, from the outside and, and why I wanted to approach you, because to me, you appear to be someone who's authentic, genuine, you stand for what you believe in, and, you know, you're a businesswoman and you're strong minded. So, you know, what you're trying to do, other people would want to do, right? It depends yeah. what the product is, but at the end of the day, what you're doing is pretty normal to be an independent businesswoman. Totally. You know? What the product is doesn't matter but the other things that you're doing is what people should recognize Thank and you. if they see that then the product should just be secondary um so that's why i wanted to interview you for this anyway cool yeah because i have um what was i going to say i have a lot of kind of people that are wanting to get into the industry so that's not just like the modeling but you mm. know wanting to get more into promotional work and yeah like i said all that kind of burlesque like i wouldn't even call it adult entertainment it's more mm. like you know hosting parties um, being the life of the party, kind of people that get paid a lot of good money to pretty much mm. shop to an event and um, bring the energy up and stuff like that. And obviously, yeah. like, I've always felt like that's my natural, that's my thing. Like, I feel mm. like I'm a people person. I love making people happy and making them laugh and, you yeah. know, bringing the fun or the life of the party. Yeah. So I've had a lot of people approach me being like, how do I get into it? Like, I'm scared to get into it because I'm scared of what people will think. Mm. And I just always say to them, you know, if that's what you want to do, like, don't apologize for being you. You should totally do it. Yep. Uh, you only live once. So, mm. yeah. So back in November when you had the, the bright idea for the brainchild of Social Butterfly Entertainment, what was it that kind of made you decide, yep, okay, this is it, I'm all in? Oh, that's a good question. Um, so I really liked the idea of the, well, first of all, I came up with the brand name, Social mm -hmm. Butterfly. So I really liked that. Cause I feel like it kind of incorporates me mm. like I'm very like social and um, like I'm the type of person I can connect different people together mm. so um, previously to that as well I was actually in IT recruitment so when I got into that everyone was like what the hell like <laughs> <laughs> not that I wasn't like intelligent enough to do it but yeah. yeah I got into IT recruitment and that was kind of another little avenue where I thought I was really good at so networking mm. people together mm. so networking you know this client with what he's looking for which is this person which is pretty much what I'm doing now so yeah I'm pretty much like an, a, a recruiter for events. Yeah. So I felt like that kind of helped me and I thought, mm, instead of doing like an, an industry that I don't enjoy, which was IT, mm. um, I was totally good with the whole like networking and the people and being able to put A and B together. Mm. But like the industry, I was just like, what am I doing? Like, yeah. I don't really <laughs> care about Ruby on Rails developers and yeah. stuff like that. So yeah. I was thinking, cool, well I could turn this into something different and mm. use the industry that I'm passionate about and put that together so yeah that's when it kind of started ticking over and I've always thought um, the agencies that I've worked for in the past I could do it better mm. and being obviously a performer I was thinking well cool I can manage people but I also know what I would have liked as a performer um, yeah not that there was any politics or anything I just think it could have been run better and yep. the performers could have had more opportunities and yeah so I just put it all together and that's yep pretty much it i think cool um is is the industry in general pretty big in new zealand at the moment that you're you're getting yourself into or i mean i think the the majority of the money that the business is making at the moment a lot of it's kind of stag and hens do's like mm -hmm. boat parties and stuff like that but for me yep. like that isn't my passion but mm. it's something that i do well i've done really well for years mm. um but what i'm trying to do like we were talking about before is trying to merge the agency into the corporate scene a little bit more mm. which i've started beginning to do so um 
you know, doing a lot of like ex- like exhibitions, expos and stuff like that. Mm. But I'm trying to really forge a new path. Yeah. Trying to push the more edgier kind of entertainers into mainstream kind of opportunities in the business scene. Yeah. Which is going really well and I think being taken better than I thought. Yeah. But um, yeah, so that's what I'm really working on at the moment, getting more corporate work yep. um, in this kind of industry. Cool. Um, yeah, I think that answers it. Yep. All good. Um, and do you have any role models or mentors that have sort of guided you along the way on this journey at the moment? True. Um, I think a main kind of mentor for me that kind of kicked my business side in a little bit more because I come from a creative background mm-hmm. would have been probably my boss that got me into IoT recruitment. Okay. So yeah, he inspired me a lot because I thought he was really professional and like um, how he would deal with clients. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd probably say that, yeah, I think he was the main kind of catalyst for me mm-hmm. um, in the sense of business and how to manage people a little bit better as well as I think body tech did huge things for me yeah um, when I got to body tech um, I was pretty much like a young kind of just like <laughs> ADHD girl running around the gym yeah um, and I think being thrown into a managerial position real quick I think I was only there for like three months and they were yeah. really like do you want to supervise and everyone at the gym was kind of just like who is this bitch you know yeah. what I mean yeah um, but I think that was amazing for me, like learning mm. how to manage a team under, you know, a lot of members and stuff like that. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I've always thought that I would never I'd, I'd never be a serious manager. Like I'd kind of want to be like more of a guider than, mm. a, than a boss. Because, yeah. yeah, I think that you should look at everybody as your peers and respect them, you know, as individuals and stuff like that. But, mm. yeah, I think body tech helped a lot with giving, being given, you know, such a massive managerial role at a really young age. Yeah. Um, as well as I think yeah um, my boss when I was in IT recruitment mm. on the business side of things because yeah, I yeah. never it wasn't that I wasn't like a, a business woman as mm. such but I think he kind of brought out the qualities that I have to show me that I am able to run a business and you know do yeah. all the serious stuff which doesn't come naturally to me so. yeah cool yeah. and uh, what do you think would be two key qualities that you've sort of taken from those roles or mentors, like either the supervising position at Body Tech or from your boss in the, the IT business? Good, good question. Let me just have a little think about that. Two qualities. Yeah. Um, I think for me, it would be, you know, like I said before, even if you're somebody's boss or you know, employer, mm. um, to always be humble and still be down to earth and mm-hmm. treat everybody as even, like evenly. What's yep. that word? Um, yeah, just just treat everybody equally. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, I think treat people equally for sure, mm. um, and obviously respect them because without them you wouldn't have anything. Yeah. Um, so the people are, are my product, mm. um, as well as I just think being driven. And being motivated, motivated. I think if you don't, you need like a life purpose mm. to be a, a well-rounded human being. Yep. So I think um, probably those two things. Mm. And yeah, yeah being driven and motivated and having a life purpose is really important for everybody. And I think the people that find it lead happier lives. And yeah, just go with what your heart tells you to do. And yep. even if people don't like it, you know, still pursue it because you're the only one living your life and you don't want to ever look back and be like, oh, I wish I had done that. Yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, cool. And um, another random question, well, not random, sort of point of the podcast, but what what is your 
idea or definition of success? Oh, I actually wrote notes on this. Really? Yeah, I did. Because I think for me, um, I think always having some type of drive or knowing why you're doing something is really Mm. important and you should always read it to yourself. Cool. Um, Da-da. Wow. (laughs) Pull out my notes. Yeah. Um, Okay, here we go. So this is one of my main ones. So I think being happy with your true self, Mm. not what you try and portray to others. Yep. So I think at the end of the day, whatever you're doing, if you're pretending to be happy, if you're pretending to live your best life, as everyone mm. tries to pretend, which I did for ages, and I think that's why I can finally say I am truly happy, because I'm yeah. doing what I want. Mm. Um, yeah, I think being able to truly be happy with what you're doing and happy with yourself is definitely like stage one. Like, if you're not doing that, then you're never going to be happy, because you're mm. trying to put on different masks to different people. Yeah. And if you can't truly be your true self, yeah, people will be able to see it at mm. some point. It'll, sh- it'll shine through the mask yeah, yeah like you just have to be like this is me whether you like it or not yeah um, and not be is it a chameleon yeah chameleon chameleon yeah, yeah, yeah. like not being a chameleon and changing like yeah. if that's who you are then do it mm. being happy with your true self yeah uh, being grateful so I think that's mm. really successful being grateful for not what you have and it's really hard in this day and age with social media and you compare yeah. yourself to everybody and you're thinking oh well I'm not doing this but you need to realise that you're on your own path mm and you can't compare because everyone's had different backgrounds and stuff like that. Yeah. So being grateful, um, feeling enough, even where you are at, mm. at the present. Yeah. I think it's important to have goals and look at the future, but I think also being grateful when you're feeling like you are enough at this stage in your life, mm. regardless. Um, what else? Yeah, I think they're really kind of basic kind of things for me, like basic kind of uh, morals and like my moral compass I think it's always quite simple you know mm. people could say I think it's successful if I make this amount of money or yeah. I want to buy a house at this age and yeah. you know I want the perfect relationship and I think it always comes back to those key, those key components mm. yeah which is yeah obviously happiness love and all that kind of stuff mm. um, I think a massive thing for me when I thought man I'm definitely living my best life was when I stopped living out of fear of what people thought of me mm. because of who I am yeah I think that was cool for me and I think when I started the business that was a big like not a big fuck you because I'm not negative but just more like this is who I am yeah I'm gonna put it out there for the world to see and I'm and I'm proud of it yeah um, uh, what else listening to my gut instincts and my inner voice I think has mm-hmm. helped me a lot guide myself into the company and the direction that I want to take things yeah um, and yeah that's probably the main ones awesome yeah yeah now that's cool because you touched on a couple of things that other people i've interviewed have also sort of included with their definitions of success and one is gratitude so being grateful um you know if you're not grateful for where you are you kind of can't progress forward um and happiness as well you know if you can't be happy with yourself or love yourself then you can't really be happy with other people or love other people as well so Mm -hmm. you know you've really got to have that that grounded love and happiness for yourself because yeah you basically will project what you feel for yourself so um no it was really interesting to see that you're overlapping with a lot of the people i've I've interviewed as well so um that's pretty cool um and so with success in your definition um where do you think you are on your journey for success at the moment whether it's with the company or just on a personal level um i think on a personal level i feel like i've kind of started this new journey of self-discovery and being mm-hmm. like this sounds so lame but like <laughs> <laughs> but more like I always think any type of success in your life whether that be love life career 
um, whatever, I think it always comes down to the way that you, if you work on yourself, everything's going to fall into place naturally. Yeah. So I've been doing a lot of, yeah, kind of self-discovery. So I've been doing a lot of, obviously, meditation, mm-hmm. um, kind of getting into my own head to learn who I truly am. Mm. Because I feel like, like I said, it will all kind of fit into place with my career. Yep. Because if you're living to your true purpose, everything's going to fall into place. That's how I feel. So I've been doing mm-hmm. a lot of work on myself. I'd probably say the past kind of six months. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, whether that be going out for walks in nature, like I said, being grateful and appreciating what you have at the moment, not yep. what you're striving for or you know your end goal. Mm. Because, yeah, like I said before, I think everything happens for a reason. And if you're on the right track, it will happen. Mm-hmm. But you always need to work on number one first, which is you. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I'd probably say I'm at, I'm at the beginning of that journey. And I feel mm-hmm. like Social Butterfly, to be honest, was the beginning of my personal journey. Yep. So I kind of feel like with me, I'm a little bit different. I feel like my career's kind of crossed over with my personal growth, mm. which I think will be successful because of that. Yep. So, yeah. Awesome. And what sort of changes have you noticed since you've been doing you know like the meditation and and sort of self-reflection stuff like that because i kind of you know jumped on that buzz probably about a year ago doing the whole self-reflection and working on myself listening to podcasts things like that Mm -hmm. um and i noticed some changes but what changes have you noticed in your sort of everyday life since you've been making those changes well, I'm the type of person I can't do things in small measures. Like, yeah. I'm, either all all in. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm either all in or I'm fucking like oof, jumping into the pool. So, yeah, for me, I went from zero to 100, like literally real quick. Yeah. So I, as well as like with like meditation and like, you know, goal setting and that kind of stuff, I also mm-hmm. kind of ventured into like the spirituality and stuff like that as mm. well. So I'm not a religious person, but I definitely yeah. believe that there's a higher energy. So whether that be mm. God or Buddha or whatever anyone wants to put yeah. a name on it, there's mm. obviously a higher source. Um, and I feel like if you really tap into that and mm. listen, like I said before, to your inner gut, um, whether that be through meditation, yoga, um, like I said, it all kind of falls into place because you're working on your inner self. So mm. I think that will project out to others. I still feel like I need to come backtrack to the... So how has it helped? Have I noticed yeah, changes? Yeah. So yeah, I definitely feel like I've noticed changes um, because I understand myself more. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people kind of get into that rat race of going to work, coming home, and not actually tapping into themselves mm. and saying, you know, what do I want out of life? How can I direct my, my path better? And I think for me, it's given me more direction mm. because I feel like at, at this point right now, there's a lot of people that, um, there's not that many people that I kind of feel like are going through the same kind of path. So I mm. kind of find it hard to um, get advice from people because it's such a kind of far left field that I'm in. Yeah trying to merge it into two so like yep. who, who do you think of that you know that, that just does something similar mm. so for me I kind of felt like I needed a little bit more guidance mm. so yeah like I said I got into my spirituality and I think if you really listen to yourself and what's kind of being given to you mm. once you kind of quiet in your mind the answers are already there yeah I don't know that may sound really like airy fairy yeah. but for no, me no, it's kind not of at all. Yeah. Um, or starting to work so yeah no that's awesome um I mean, I've, yeah, so when I was overseas, there was a, a couple of, like, serious, random, I guess, life events happened too, and I think it takes uh, a sort of uh, a what-if moment or, like, a make-or-break or, like, a ridiculous, serious life event for you to kind of step back, reflect, and then actually realize, hey, what I've been doing has it been working, yep. what do I, so true. what should I do or what can I do to change it and put myself on a more positive path 
as opposed to just waking up and nothing against the nine to five but like yeah waking up going to work come home like the same monotonous bullshit um totally and i think that's what it what it's about i think people as well as myself Mm. before i kind of started this journey is that people don't really realize how much control they have over their life Mm. even the mindset that they have you know whatever positive energy or or negative energy you're putting out is going to come back yeah so i think yeah, I think definitely that, that ability has come to me where I've realised that I'm totally in control of everything mm. um, and everything's energy. So whatever you're putting out there is definitely going to, either good or bad, going to mm. come back. So Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. you put out that negative energy, something's, shit's going to happen. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> it's, it's waiting around the corner. Yeah, exactly. But if you're just grateful and being happy and everything, like, don't see a lot of negativity coming your way because mm-hmm. you just approaching everything with a with a positive attitude which is good yeah um is there anything else that you'd like to sort of share mention anything you want to talk about you know with social butterfly or just absolutely anything in general Ooh, love broad questions <laughs> yeah it's just a um, free platform you can just yeah 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 um i think for me so my our like motto for the business is we aim to entertain mm. so yeah social butterfly we aim to entertain so um i think for creatives and stuff like that um like i said i am really excited for the future and like really excited to be able to offer different opportunities to different performers as mm. as well as people that may be even interested in to get into that kind of industry i think you should definitely go with your gut feeling if that's what you want to try you should 100 mm. do it um i feel like like i said people are kind of getting into the kind of nine to five jobs and maybe not potentially wanting to get into them. Mm. Um, not Nothing against that kind of that kind of industry, but if people want to do both, you can do both because yeah. I've done that for years. I've, yeah. I've been able to have, um, a, in brackets, like normal job, yeah. but also being able to um, do my own passion. So I think a lot of mm. people should try branching out and doing different stuff as well as the normal jobs. Yeah. Um, and it's totally possible. And not, uh, and I guess just kind of personal stuff like not apologizing for who you are, mm. living your best life, not just what you put up on social media platforms yep. and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I think definitely for me, I think I'm living more authentically than I ever have. Mm. And I feel like if you do that, then 100% everything's going to fall into place. Mm. And yeah, I think that's about it really. I don't think I really want to push my company too much because yep. it's more like, I think it always comes down to morals and... yeah. Yeah, I think that's better, yeah, really. Awesome. Yeah, well, I think like what you're doing is awesome because if you think of it from a creative point of view, which is what it is, you know, there's not a lot of opportunity for creative people, dancers, performers out there. Um, and if they do want to pursue what other people would think the more risque, um, some, some people are going to want to see that. So yeah. if people want to engage in that or, you know, be their true self and, and, pursue that someone's going to want to watch it or and so you know they're just they're not being themselves if they think it's risque but they actually are interested in it so um yeah i think what you're doing is amazing for creatives because yeah when we were young there was nothing available or it was it was a very few and far between um and even i had to i guess what some people would say sell my soul and i was like a topless waiter (laughs) many years ago and 
well, you know, there's topless way to, totally. you're basically halfway to being a stripper. And I'm yeah. like, well, <laughs> even if I am, what's wrong? <laughs> yeah. yeah, like five years later, they were all watching Magic Mike and I'm like, you love Magic Mike. Yeah, so exactly. yeah, and I'm like, not, so, and so hypocritical. Like Cardi B now. Yeah. Everyone's like jamming her tunes and like yeah. twerking away. Every, yeah. every girl in the club fucking every night. Yeah. But it's like, well. They literally don't know that. We no. probably tried that same hustle, but exactly. you know, just totally. painting it up and it depends on that level of success. So yeah it's just people so just picking and choosing what they think is negative and what's positive and not just that it's kind of like um how do i say it i i guess like the the reason why i got into social butterfly and got given all these different opportunities like lingerie jobs and like mm. max magazine covers and stuff like that um is i don't look at the outer shell as being like bad to show so mm. for me it's like well i'm wearing lingerie in a picture like i'm gonna use my body while i'm young make good yeah. money off it i'm gonna look back when i'm older and be like damn like you look good back then you yeah. know yeah yeah um so for me making money off that kind of stuff is well to me it would be silly not to mm. you're getting asked to do these kind of things and if it doesn't feel wrong against you, you know your own morals then mm. you should go for it you make good money you're yeah. young once you can get a serious job when you're older or do it on the side yeah um so yeah mm. so I agree with you yeah and I mean it's also a mindset like if you're doing it because you know you've you've got the ability to do it and it's a way of making good money like that's fine and if there's another mindset behind it that may be risque or whatever like that's fine too because at the end of the day if the individual is being true to themselves then yeah that's all they can do right and if you or other people wanting to, as others might think, use their body to make money, like professional athletes are doing the same thing, right? True. They are at a certain level of fitness and they can do extraordinary things with their body for a short amount of time. Mm -hmm. So they just cash in and yeah. play for whatever team, do whatever they can for a short amount of time because you've only got it for like five or 10 years. So, I mean, there's no reason why creatives shouldn't have that same mindset. They are professionals in their chosen field, mm -hmm. so they should be able to take advantage of using their body for their professional art as well. Totally. And I think when I started, like I say, said before, getting into the ad adult entertainment kind mm. of side of it as well, people were kind of like getting very confused between, um, say, stripping or burlesque shows to prostitution. <clears throat> yeah. Because obviously, like the mainstream kind of American movies and stuff like that, they make it seem like it's the same thing, and it's completely not. Yeah. To me, I've always been in you know tiny skimpy outfits uh, for professional corporate events, dancing yeah. on stage. Exactly. So to me, like I kind of not that I look at it the same, but it's very mm. similar, and I think yeah. people thought it was the other end, mm. which I'm not against. Like if that's what yeah. an individual wants to do, then that's cool. Like, yeah. Each to their own, but I think mm. yeah, people definitely had a some type of perception of head about what mm. I actually did. Yeah. Um, no, sorry, what they thought I did and what I actually do. Yeah. So, yeah. But, I mean, you're completely right. Like, when you see the professional ballet shows, they literally wear nothing. Yeah. But they're just but not moving in a sexual way. Yeah. Um, but burlesque or whatever, it might be the way they move is perceived to be adult entertainment. But at the end of the day, it's art. But if people get aroused watching it, then they just... <laughs> automatically call it adult entertainment. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I feel like it automatically puts creative people at a disadvantage because you're like that's slutty yeah, yeah or yeah. that's sexual yeah that's x-rated totally but to the people doing it they just may be expressing themselves and it's the only way they know how so yeah um i think a lot of perceptions around that need to shift because yeah it just kind of doesn't give creatives a chance to create or have their outlet yeah so definitely yeah and i think whenever people have those kind of uh you know viewpoints it just kind of shows to them well, to me, that people are a little bit small-minded. Mm. And that's fine. But I just think if people kind of 
um, are a little bit more open-minded and actually have a look to see mm. what it's actually about. I think people's opinions would probably change. Like that mm. whole thing, like Cardi B, now she's a massive, yeah. you know, hip-hop person and the most by-the-book person's probably listening to her music twerking on a Saturday night, yeah. but um, would be against, you know, going to a burlesque show or an yeah. entertainment or, you know, um, like you were saying, like a topless waitering gig. <laughs> yeah. But they're living the complete opposite by listening to that kind of music and knowing yeah. her background. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah, and I think it's, like you said, you know, the American, like, pop culture and social media changes perceptions because <clears throat> if you go back to, like, the original roots of hip-hop, for example, it's nothing about guns, gangsters, and hoes and money. It's complete opposite. <laughs> but, well, that's, you know, totally. MTV has completely changed that perception and it sucks for, like, true hip-hop artists mm -hmm. because now their music doesn't sell because it's true to the form but like cardi b if you just shake your ass and throw some money around boom yeah Mega million story. dollar hit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sound like shit but totally. million dollar hit yeah totally oh yeah i agree <clears throat> awesome all right well thank you very much for taking the time and um yeah catch up soon again hopefully cool thank you cheers i hope you guys found that interview as insightful and valuable as i did some key takeaway messages for me was Michelle's ability to reflect and also correct when she's looking to find happiness and what makes her really feel like she's on a successful path within her journey so far. She wasn't too focused on what other people thought about her, so she was able to reflect, look within and find out what makes herself happy. And that's been reflective in her journey with creating Social Butterfly Network and really working towards her passion and also providing a platform for others who share a similar passion and allowing them to have success within that as well. I think that's really selfless and helps her find what makes her tick as well. Be sure to tune in again next week. We have a ton of interviews coming up. I've interviewed a couple of rugby players, some famous rugby players who represent various countries. We've got some strength and conditioning folks coming up and I may have another stunt performer as well. So tune in next week and see who will be on the show. Take care.